Right. So we are uh, beginning a new book today, which is uh, <clears throat> this is Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Part 4. This is the fourth part, which is called. Uh, so we are doing Chapter 70, 70. It's called Lord Krishna's Daily Activities. So in this chapter, we are going to see what Lord Krishna does on a daily basis. Uh, what, are, what are the different activities that he performs? So we have to start in the beginning of the day. So first write in daytime what, what happens when the cock crows or something like that. <laughs> so we will see from there. So Lord Krishna's daily activities, chapter 70. <clears throat> Sukhdev Goswami said, As dawn approached the wives of the Lord Madhava, each embraced around the neck by her husband, cursed the crowing roosters. The ladies were disturbed that now they would be separated from him. <laughs> so Krishna is lying in bed and embracing his wives. And so the wives are very much upset, you know, now Krishna will have to go away from the bed and he will have to <coughs> he will have to um, now start with his daily ablutions. So the bees buzzing caused by the fragrant breeze from the Parijata garden roused the birds from sleep. And when the birds began to sing loudly, they woke Lord Krishna like court poets reciting the glories. Hmm. Lying in her beloved's arms, Queen Vaidharbi did not like this most auspicious hour. For it meant she would lose his embrace. So, now we are talking about the first wives the principal. So she is also very upset that now Krishna will have to go away and that is the reason why she is upset. Lord Madhava would rise during the Brahma Murtam period and touch water. <clears throat> Brahma Murta is anywhere between 3.30 to 5.30 you know that basically it is that time which is two hours in the daytime, early early twilight hours rather <clears throat> and then he would touch water. These are daily ablutions which you are supposed to perform. You know, in our world, what we do is first we have got some four alarm set. So the first alarm rings and goes away. You have not even bothered that the first alarm has gone. Second alarm, maybe you know, uh, you are you are just trying to think. You know, now by the time I go and reach the alarm, it will still be continuing. So let it be. I don't want to. <clears throat> the third alarm rings. Now all these are at an interval of 15-20 minutes, okay? And finally the last one is remaining. And when the last one rings, you know, you really wonder, you know, why am I putting the alarms, which anyway I am going to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. So you say, anyway the alarms are meant only for the phone to ring, so let it ring on its own and I will get up at 7 o'clock. So we make concessions, unfortunately. But Krishna's world is not like that. Krishna's world is all about not making concessions. He is always bothered about ensuring that he gets up early in the morning, which is at the Brahma Murtam. Brahma Murtam is anywhere between, like I told you, between 3.30 to 5 o'clock, 5, 5.30. And that's the time he normally gets up. So, he would rise during the Brahma Murtam period and touch water. With a clear mind, he would then meditate upon himself. The single, self-luminous, unequaled and infallible supreme truth known as Brahma, who by his very nature 
ever dispels all contamination and through his personal energies which causes the creation and the destruction of this universe manifests his own pure and blissful existence <clears throat> this is the most important thing which any every human being should do krishna is showing by means of an example what does he do he gets up very early in the morning at the brahma murtam and he sits in meditation on the self it's extremely important that you meditate on the self till the time you are still in kindergarten you should meditate on krishna but once you have come to the graduation level then you can meditate on your own self does not matter let us say you start your meditation now think of krishna as the supreme divine on whom you are going to actually sit and think on so closing your eyes doesn't mean that you are lying supine on the ground and closing your eyes you will go to sleep then your next alarm will ring okay don't do that you have to sit sitting is important always sitting on an asan is important oh i was sitting on bed you know and then by the time i i think i must have done the uh, for 20 minutes i think i was there meditating and after 20 minutes what happened i just went to bed only just i lie down behind and i went to sleep meditation is not about sleeping so please don't say those words meditation means you have to sit on a surface erect without bending downwards or you know teku laga ke aise koi zaruri nahi hai you have to sit <laughs> and then you have to meditate so it's an activity that is important now till the time you are in the material world it's extremely important that you meditate meditation is a part and parcel of reaching the state of the self so uh, let us see when you meditate on the self what happens first what is the self the self comprises of two aspects one is the lower self and one is the higher self the lower self is the one which we use for our daily work going to work eating drinking talking to friends relatives driving so many things you know we do so many normal material worldly stuff that is done by the lower one the higher one is always dwelling on the lord is always concerned about the supreme divine is always focused over there he is telling you to go beyond the normal boundaries of the human being's nature because as a human being we are always bound by the lower self the lower self will tell us now is the time to get up and brush your teeth okay you have a morning cuppa which was might be a coffee or tea or whatever that thing might be or maybe just warm water some people like to drink uh, coke you know black coffee some people like to drink green tea doesn't make a difference what you drink whether it is green tea or black tea or gomutra or uh, maybe tiger's piss it doesn't matter by the way <laughs> let me tell you something very interesting about tiger's you know mutra whatever uh <clears throat> in ancient times we have had 
people from India, all over India, sending request to my parents, my father, can you please go to the you know Victoria Maidan, I mean Victoria uh, that uh, zoo, and get tigers and send it to us. And by the way, we used to gather and send it. It used to cost money. Those people used to charge us. Now, whether it is tigers or whoever's, I don't know, but it was supposed to cure certain diseases. They used to have that first thing in the morning. And it is supposed to be very, very potent and it is going to cure some very dangerous diseases like, I think, cancer or something like that. And that was the belief system. And people used to actually do that. And in my world, I have seen people requesting my father to get it for them. Because he was known for you know many, many things like this. <clears throat> people used to come for palmistry and so on and so forth. So they, the belief system was completely different. So here in our normal world, we do these kind of things. We follow a rituals on a day-to-day basis. Think about it. Have you ever broken your ritual? You have always got up. Maybe the first thing that you do is you stretch yourself and you sit in the bed for 10 minutes like this doing nothing and after that you know you you make I think how strenuous effort to put your first leg down on the floor and then put your chapels or whatever and then go to the toilet and there again you will stand in front of the mirror over there and looking like this in the mirror sir take up your brush and your <laughs> toothpaste and start brushing that again is a slow process or some people have the habit they want to sit on their Simhasan. Simhasan, you understand, no? Huh? Simhasan. That means the potty seat for at least half an hour. It's, a, it's supposed to be a meditative thing that you do. Yes, I know, Brito, you are also doing like this. <laughs> this is our activity, sir. Ah, jungle mein jana pada to? The snakes wakes are there. Savere, savere, sade char vaje. Udan ni jasakte. So anyway, coming back to all this thing. So it's very important for us to know that the processes are so very clear. A process of meditation, the way in which you can focus and hardly anybody does that properly. So there is something which Krishna is talking about. He would meditate upon himself, the single self-luminous unequaled and the infallible supreme truth known as Brahma who by very nature dispels all contamination and through his personal energies which causes the creation and destruction of the universe manifests his own pure and blissful existence. Krishna would meditate on his own self so that the entire world does its job properly. The most saintly of personalities would then bathe in sanctified water dress himself in lower and upper garments and perform the entire sequence of prescribed rituals this beginning with the worship at dawn. After offering oblations unto the sacred fire, Lord Krishna would silently chant the Gayatri Mantra. So, in Krishna's world, this is what used to happen. The saintly people would get up, they would take bath in holy water. Here we go and first thing we check up whether our water has become hot or no. 
सेकेंड वी चेकअप वेदर पानी आ रहा है कि नहीं आ रहा है इन मोस्ट ऑफ द प्लेसेज इन इंडिया यू डोंट इवन नो वेदर वाटर कम्स ऑन यू नो इट्स अ वेरी डेंजरस इट्स अ वेरी स्टूपिड थिंग इट्स आवर डेली रिक्वायरमेंट्स एंड येट वी हैव टू स्ट्रगल सो हार्ड फॉर इट देन यू हैव टू वेयर द लोअर एंड द अपर गारमेंट्स आवर लोअर एंड अपर गारमेंट्स हैव बिकम मोर एंड मोर कॉम्प्लिकेटेड या You know, earlier there was only one one lower garment and one upper garment. That's it, finished. Today now it has become very complicated process. Then you have to perform a ritual of beginning with. Uh, uh, am I am I on? Yeah, no. Okay. Perform the entire sequence of prescribed rituals, beginning with the worship at dawn. Worshiping the dawn. That means. looking towards the sun i'm sure you know in some of the movies and things like that you have seen uh, the person is pouring water like this you know there is a tulsi plant over there and okay i it reminds me of a very beautiful movie it was called jagte raho you should see that beautiful scene i think it's one of the most astounding scenes of all jagte raho okay now slight deviation from our regular topic jagte raho is a story it's about a young man <clears throat> now this young man is an ignorant person now <clears throat> he has come to mumbai and he wants a glass of water so he enters the place and the entire movie is about drinking the glass of water and it is in one night so he is thirsty he wants the glass of water he enters the building till next morning the whole scene of how he is treated in different places he is treated as you know a decoyite and this and that and robber and what not and what not and what all things that he hears and does during the entire night is the story of jagte raho and the end of the story is when he walks out of the building in the morning and while he is going on the road there is a lady she is doing her morning ablutions she is looking at the morning sun praying to the sun saying the gayatri mantra okay and there is a tulsi plant and she pours water on that so he goes and he asks her whether he can have a little bit of water and she offers him the water this is the end of the story but this used to be what our you know our entire culture used to be on but today no tulsi plant anywhere no water in the morning we go to our fridge remove something from there and we start drinking that that is our morning water and uh, and as far as the gayatri mantra and that are concerned so you think about what is the latest song that he has played last night into your brain it is still going on in your brain going grrr like that you know last night you might have watched some movie okay okay oh yeah ki and ka now we are going to sing that song so full morning you are singing that song this is what our life has become but truthfully if you ask me the most important part is to be associated 
with the name of the Lord constantly. So if you have to be associated with the name of the Lord constantly, you need to at least keep, you know, some things like what we say as Bhav Geet or Bhakti Geet somewhere in your repertoire so that you keep on listening to them and your mind doesn't get swayed by all these daily affairs. Now it might be Anup Jalota for all you know or it might be Suresh Vadkar singing those songs, does not really matter. Uh, or uh, yeah, if anybody who is singing or somebody who is singing like uh, you know the choir songs or something, it's perfect, it's not a problem at all. Just listen to them once in a day. Maybe if that word keeps on ringing in your ear, it is always better. So in Krishna's domain, he used to say the Gayatri Mantra. So he would silently chant the Gayatri Mantra. So why silently? There are four kinds of sounds. Now in the four kinds of sounds, one is the loudly that you can hear. People are speaking loudly, you can hear it. The second one is the whisper. You know, when you whisper the sound. Third one which you go on chanting in your mind. You do mind. You are thinking. Yeah. Like you chant about your boss's inadequacies. Ulloka patha ye vo sab. You know, those kind of things. Like that you have to think in your mind. And the fourth one is automatic. It happens on its own. Inside your being. You don't even have to stress yourself out. It just keeps on happening. So in Krishna's case, he is silently chanting. So he is doing the third one. In his mind, he is chanting the Gayatri Mantra. Each day the Lord worshipped the rising sun and propitiated the demigods, sages and forefathers who are all his expansions. Imagine Krishna is praying to all the things that he has created in this world. That is all the demigods also. He prays to Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. He prays to all the goddesses. He prays to all the deities that are there in this material world. So, who is the first one that you pray to? The first one that you pray to is Sri Ganesh. Always remember, Ganesha is the first person to be prayed to. I mean, he is the number one. Then to all his expansions. They, they are all his expansions. The self-possessed Lord who would then carefully worship his elders and brahmanas. To those well-attired brahmanas he would offer herd of tame and peaceful cows with gold-plated horns and pearl necklaces. These cows were also dressed in fine cloth and the front of their hooves were plated with silver, provider of abundant milk. So, they had each given birth only once and were accompanied by their calves. Daily the Lord gave many groups of 13,084 cows to the learned brahmanas together with linen, deerskin and sesame seeds. Offering oblations and then offering things to people around, Lord Krishna would offer obeisance to the cows, the brahmanas and the demigods, his elders and spiritual masters and all living beings, all of whom are expansions of his Supreme Personality. Then he would touch auspicious things. He would decorate his body, the very ornament of human society, with his own special clothes and jewellery, and with divine flower garlands and ointments. Okay. Ointments also are there. What? 
షేవింగ్ క్రీమ్ అండ్ ఆల్ దట్ నో 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 వైస్ ఆఫ్టర్ షేవ్ లోషన్ అండ్ ఆల్ ఐ డౌట్ ఇఫ్ కృష్ణ షేవ్ ఐ హ్యావ్ నెవర్ సీన్ కృష్ణ విత్ బియర్డ్ ఎనీ టైమ్ ఎనీ ఎనీ టైమ్ ఇన్ మై లైఫ్ యూనో హ్యావ్ యూ సీన్ నో వీ హ్యావ్ సచ్ ఫిక్సెటెడ్ ఐడియాస్ అబౌట్ గాడ్స్ యూనో దట్ యూ విల్ ఆల్వేస్ ఫైండ్ దట్ బ్రహ్మాజీ ఈజ్ క్లీన్ షేవెన్ కృష్ణ ఈజ్ ఆల్సో క్లీన్ షేవెన్ ఆల్ విష్ణు అవతర్స్ ఆర్ క్లీన్ షేవెన్ అండ్ హార్డ్లీ ఎనీ గాడ్ ఈజ్ విత్ అ బియర్డ్ ఇట్స్ ఓన్లీ యూనో దట్ స్వామీజీస్ దట్ యు ఆర్ షోన్ విత్ బియర్డ్స్ యూ విల్ ఫైండ్ దట్ దే విల్ హ్యావ్ లాంగ్ ఫ్లోయింగ్ బియర్డ్ వైట్ కలర్ వన్స్ యా అండ్ ఆల్ ద విలన్స్ ఆల్సో అండ్ మేబీ యూనో ఈవెన్ శివ్జీ ఈజ్ సమ్టైమ్ షోన్ విత్ అ బియర్డ్ బట్ శివ్జీ ఈజ్ ఆల్సో షోన్ వితౌట్ అ బియర్డ్ నథింగ్ ఇన్ ఈజ్ డైలీ ఆబ్లూషన్స్ వాట్ హీ మస్ట్ బీ డూయింగ్ విజువలైజ్ ఇట్ అండ్ మేబీ యూ విల్ అండర్స్టాండ్ ఇట్ మచ్ బెటర్ he would then look at ghee a mirror the cow the bulls the brahmanas and the demigods to see that the members of all the social class living in a palace and through the city were satisfied with gifts after this he would greet his ministers gratifying them by fulfilling all their desires after first distributing flower garland paan and sandalwood paste to the brahmanas he would give this gifts to his friends ministers the wives and finally he would partake of them himself so last but not the least he would give to everybody last his wives and then to himself the last by then the lord's driver would have bought his supremely wonderful chariot yoked with sugriva and other horses his charioteer would bow down to the lord and then stand before him i am sure in today's day and age you the, the person who cleans your car comes up and says shab gaadi saaf karke ho gaya wala acha theek hai kal hai na barabar time pe aana that is what we always say okay and your car is ready so in olden times the chariot was ready hmm? holding on to his charioteer's hand lord krishna would mount the chariot together with satyaki and uddhava just like the sun rising from the easternmost mountain so now like you have share the you know share your transport there also krishna is going with his two associates satyake is one and the other one is uddhava uddhava is a very interesting character we are going to learn about him in the future also he is going to be responsible for a lot of things that have happened in krishna's world including passing down of the knowledge he was the chief emissary in different different places In the next chapter, we are going to learn about Uddhava telling Krishna to go to Indraprastha. In this chapter, it is, they are going to their assembly. <clears throat> the palace woman would look upon Lord Krishna with shy loving glances and thus he would get free from them only with difficulty. He would then set off his smiling face captivating their minds. The Lord, attended by all the Vrishnis, would enter the Sudharma assembly hall. which protects those who enter it from six waves of material life dear king as the almighty supreme lord would seat himself upon the exalted throne there in the assembly hall he shone with his unique effulgence illuminating all the quarters of spaces surrounded by his yadus lion among men the best of the yadus appeared like moon amidst many stars so he goes to his office isn't it his office so where it's an assembly it's a very big assembly where everybody is seated around him and he is going to be seated on the exalted throne 
it's the same kind of a thing which even in case of buddha was concerned you know buddha for over 40 years of his life attended the assembly every single day and sometimes when he was traveling he would be having his assembly elsewhere but whenever he was in this place bodh gaya and other places he would have his assembly and the assembly he was always seated on an exalted seat below him were all the you know members who were principals and then just below him would be the other known people and then on the right hand side on the left hand side were the different kinds of assembled people folks so in his case it was the bodhisattvas and the arhats arhats are like we have sadhakas and the bodhisattvas are exalted brahmanas type you know type it doesn't mean that they were brahmanas but in his world it was called bodhisattva and in krishna's world they are called brahmanas right so and there our king jesters would entertain the lord by displaying various comic moods expert entertainers would perform for him and female dancers would dance energetically and this is a part and parcel of the daily routine that went on where just like in an assembly you have lot of people who would come and who would you know talk about different things they would show off their talent like you like you put on the tv and you see the talent shows huh like that there was a talent show and krishna would be the judge and he would grant them something the performers would sing and dance to the sounds of mridangam veenas murjas <coughs> flutes cymbals conch shells while professional poets chroniclers and panegyrists would recite the lord's glory so everywhere people would be doing different different kinds of things like you know somebody was playing the veena somebody was playing the mridangas and so on and so forth so wherever where there was dance recital or where there was songs and so on and so forth some brahmana sitting in the assembly hall would fluently chant vedic mantras while others recounted stories of past kings of pious renown so sometimes there were storytellers sometimes there were people who would sing prayers or who would recite some things once a certain person arrived in the assembly o king who had never been seen there before the doorkeeper announced him to the lord and then escorted him inside the person bowed down to krishna the supreme personality of god and with joint palms he described to the lord how a number of kings were suffering because jarasandha had imprisoned them so now we are taking off our story further so we are coming to a point where the one day it so happened that there was one person who requested the doorkeeper to allow him to meet krishna so he goes to meet krishna so in the assembly hall he is telling krishna that there is jarasandha is creating havoc in the lives of people 20000 kings who had refused to submit absolutely to jarasandha during the world conquest would have forcibly imprisoned him in the fortress named givraja the king had said as he related through their messenger o krishna krishna imagine or immeasurable soul destroy of fear for those surrendered to you despite our separate attitude we have come to you for shelter out of fear of material existence so what had happened so we are taking ahead a story 
Now, this person, this emissary is coming up with an information that there are 20,000 kings who were imprisoned by Jarasandha. And they had sent this emissary to Krishna, requesting Krishna's help. They said that, Krishna, can you please help us? How? See, we have never bothered to be one with you. That means we have always been separatists. We have always said, you know, I want to rule my kingdom, you rule yours, I'm least bothered about you. But just now, my need of the hour is I want help. So can you please help? So, the words say, O Krishna Krishna, O immeasurable self, soul, destroyer of fear for those surrendered to you. Only those who surrender to the Lord will have absolutely no fear. A person will have no fear in this world if they have completely surrendered to the Lord. So, despite our separatist attitude, we have come to you for shelter out of material existence. People in this world are always engaged in sinful activities and are thus bewildered by their real duty, which is to worship you and according to your commandments. This activity would truly bring them good fortune. Let us offer our obeisance unto the all-powerful Lord, who appears at time and suddenly cuts down one's stubborn hope for the long life in this world. So, they have sent this word out to the Krishna, saying that, you know, people are always in, engaged in sinful activities. Sinful means we are bothered about our daily, you know, grind. We are bothered about going to work, doing this, doing that, so many things, you know, in families, there, so many other things that we are doing. And we are bewildered by about the real duty. Isn't this what we are actually seeking? What is our real duty? Is our real duty towards the family, to the relatives, to the work, to the office or to what? What is our real duty? The world is bewildered. They don't know anything about it. They are bothered about हमको खाना मिलना चाहिए इसके लिए काम करना पड़ता है काम करना पड़ता है इसीलिए मैं घर में रहता हूँ घर में रहता हूँ तो वहाँ पे खाना मिलना चाहिए ये करना चाहिए वो they are bothered about those kind of things so nobody knows the real duty what is the real duty the real duty is to worship you according to your commandments the real duty is to worship the divine lord that is the real duty of everybody as per the commandments laid down by him the activity would truly bring them good fortune. Only that activity will bring you true fortune. So, he says, let us offer our obeisance unto all-powerful Lord who appears at the time and suddenly cuts down one stubborn hope for a long life in this world. You are the predominating Lord of the universe and have descended into this world with your personal power to protect the saintly and suppress the wicked. You, we cannot understand, O oh Lord, how anyone can transgress your law and still continue to enjoy the fruit of his work. Everybody transgresses the law. There isn't a single person who doesn't do it. You are told to do X, you end up doing Y. So everybody is transgressing the law. So what is it that you need to do? So, you have to follow the dictates that are laid down by the dear, dear Lord and always worship Him. O Lord, with this corpse-like body, always full of fear, we bear the burden of the relative happiness of King, which is just like a dream. Thus we have rejected the real happiness of the soul, which comes by rendering selfless service to you. Being so wretched, 
we simply suffer in our life under the spell of your illusory energy now maya is the one which engulfs us all the time it tells us it is important that we have to serve our parents our wife our husband children relatives in-laws and so on and so forth then on the other side maya has told you you have to earn your living so you have to go out and work be nice to your boss be good to your company do your work over there you work the whole day you know, come back home tired you want to have little entertainment you want to watch the tv you want to do something or the other you want to take a holiday you want to enjoy your life so many things that a person does all this where does it involve the lord you are bothered about your own self you are face you are focused about your own self you are saying i have to do this you know it's very important for us to do this in this we have actually lost the true nature of ours we don't even remember what is the first thing that we are supposed to do so rendering selfless service to the lord is the primary thing he is the one who has given you the job he is the one who is taking care of you he is the one who is your father mother brother sister husband wife the lord is that not the material worldly people they are not going to be there with you for long sir they're going to disappear from your life very soon so we simply suffer in this life under the spell of illusory energy that is maya the lord's maya is so strong it makes us believe all the material worldly things are true therefore since your feet relieve the sorrow of those who surrender to them please release us persons from prisoners from the shackles of karma manifest as the king of king of Mag- magadha wielding alone the prowess of 10000 maddened elephants he has locked us in the house just like lion captures sheep so this is the message which has been sent with the emissary to krishna he says please take care of us we are all locked up in the dungeons by this king of magadha who is jarasan correct o welder of the disc your strength is unlimited and 17 times you crush jarasan in battle but then absorbed in human affair you allowed him to defeat you once now he is so fulfilled with pride that he dares to torment us your subject o unconquerable one please rectify this situation so they have sent a word to krishna you know you have actually defeated him 17 times but once deliberately you accepted defeat and you went to this place called dwarka and you stayed over there deliberately so what happens the king has become very strong in his mind and saying that oh i could defeat krishna so he has become very arrogant and like a tyrant he has put everybody in jail the messenger continued this is the message of the kings imprisoned by jarasan who all hanker for your audience having surrendered to your feet please bestow good fortune on the poor souls sukhdev goswami said when the king's messenger had thus spoken the sage of the demigods narada suddenly appeared bearing a mass of golden matted locks on his head the supreme effulgent sage entered into the brilliant sun so like a brilliant sun at that time narada is also coming into the picture now this message was re- related by jarasandha's captors you know basically somebody who has 
all the kings over there who were in jail, in Jarasandha's jail rather, now they have sent this emissary. Meanwhile, when he finishes his talk, Narada also enters. Lord Krishna is the worshipable master of even planetary rulers like Brahma and Shiva. Yet as soon as he saw that Narada Muni had arrived, he joyfully stood up along with his ministers and secretaries to receive the great sage and offer his respectful obeisance by bowing his head. So what happens to Krishna? The moment he sees Narada, he gets up from his seat. This is the respect that you need to give to all these kind of seers. The moment you see them, the moment you see these saintly people, your job is to get up and pay respects to them. After Narada had accepted the seat offered to him, Lord Krishna honoured the sage according to the scriptural injunctions and gratifying him with his reverence, spoke the following truthful and pleasing words. So what does he do? Krishna gets up from his seat, welcomes him, gives him a seat to sit somewhere and then tells him, now please speak whatever that you have a wish to speak. Lord Krishna said, it is certain that today the three worlds have attained freedom from all fear. For that is the influence of such great personality as you, who travel at his will throughout the worlds. So Krishna is saying that I am happy that you have come to see me. And I am sure, you know, you have come over here with some particular kind of a message for me. And you travel all these worlds, in the different different worlds that Narada travels. Narada is one person who is allowed to travel anywhere, including the hells, okay? You can't go to hell, he can go to hell. Yeah, he is allowed and he can come back from there also. You Once you go to hell, you will not be allowed to come back. <laughs> because until you don't finish your complete, uh, you know, payment, repayment schedules. There is nothing unknown to you within Lord's creation. Therefore, please tell us what the Pandavas intend to do. So, his Narada is, talk, is uh, you know, sitting over there and Krishna is asking him the questions. Sri Narada said, I have seen many times the insurmountable power of your Maya. O Almighty One, by which you bewilder even the creator of the universe, Brahma. So Brahma is also bewildered many times. He doesn't even understand what is happening in the world because he also comes under the effect of Maya. You understand? Brahmaji many a times has forgotten who he is also. He has gone to check on Krishna um, by the way, in one of the very beautiful episodes, Brahmaji doesn't know and he takes all the cows and cow herds and everybody and makes them disappear for one minute of his time, which one minute is equal to one whole year for the material worldly people. And he sees that Krishna has replaced every human being over there with his own self. So, Brahmaji is also bewildered. So, uh, Narada is telling. Brahmaji is also bewildered. O all-encompassing Lord, it does not surprise me that you disguise yourself in your own energies while moving around the created beings as fire covers its own light with smoke. Who can properly understand your purpose? With your material energy, you expand and also withdraw the creations and thus appear to have substantial existence. Obeisance unto you, whose transcendental position is inconceivable. The living beings caught in the cycle of, I think we should be finishing this chapter. What is the time now? 
right we still have some time okay i i i yeah so we will be we will be just finishing this chapter i don't think we can start the next one because unfortunately uh, my connections have not <laughs> been very very satisfactory okay right so the living being caught by the cycle of birth and death does not know how he can be delivered from the material body which brings him so much trouble but you the supreme lord descend to this world in various personal forms and by performing your pastimes you illumine the soul's path with the blazing torch of your flame therefore i surrender unto you these are the words uttered by narada narada is saying these words to sri krishna he is telling you know in this whole world your maya can engulf everybody she can destroy anybody's life for that matter how does this work this works in a very funny way you know maya can come in any form she can come in the form of a stupidest thought as well the thought is so powerful that your entire day can get engulfed by that one single thought let me give you an idea now let us say we are sitting on say end of march suppose and the thought goes that today is saturday you know you should have paid your tax by the 15th of the month and today is the 25th of the month <gasps> oh my god i have not done now what am i going to do what am i going to do you know the whole day you have thought that one thought is going to eat you up like nobody's business there is a very beautiful skit you know i i don't know whether how many people watch saturday night live snl and uh, there is a there is a comedian called emi shuma if you go to youtube or some such channel somewhere and see she has done a small skit emi shumar she becomes the president of america okay and today is the first day of her life as a president of america she calls uh, her her name is uh president shlinton <laughs> schumer no s c h u m e r and clinton you combine the two that's a, that the name she has created for herself so she's she's become the president and uh, there is a very important thing that has happened like the syrian war is going on and this is happening and that is happening and she gets up and she is very happy with it and suddenly now this is a very interesting aspect so she goes she gets up from her bed and then she looks at herself in the mirror and says oh this is so nice i am the president of america and then suddenly she says oh i have to go to the loo and she goes over there and then she says oh my god i got my period and then the whole skit is about how the world is crashing around and she is talking to all the generals and the army people who are sitting over there about what she is going through 
so it's a very interesting skit you should see because it gives you an idea this is how we behave in our world you know we are always bothered about the little things that go wrong with us rather than getting bothered about what is the main reason why we are sitting over there we are bothered about our own problems the whole world is crashing around it does not matter but we are bothered about our own little issues little issues i think i will post it for you all so that you all can go and see that so coming back to this here krishna is bothered about the whole world he is sitting in an assembly he knows very well that it is his job to ensure that the world functions properly so somebody all the kings have sent an emissary to him saying that sir please take care of this jarasandha this jarasandha is creating so many problems and narada also enters over there narada is telling him what has happened so he says in our day to day life the living being is caught in the cycle of birth and death does not know how he can be delivered from the material body like i said you know a person is so much involved in the material body a man a human being doesn't even have any idea how he can get liberated from this thing so which brings him so much of trouble but you the supreme lord descended to this world in various personal forms and performing your pastimes you illumine the soul's path with blazing torch of your fame therefore i surrender to you so you dear lord has come on this earth and every time you have come and you have given us the real reason why we are supposed to be doing the things and you have come to liberate us from this material worldly bondage that is there nonetheless oh supreme truth played the part of human being i shall tell you your divinity yudhishthir maharaj the son of your father sister intends to do so there he is come from indraprastha who narada so narada is going to tell him about what yudhishthir is doing desiring unrivaled sovereignty king yudhishthir intends to worship you with the greatest fire sacrifice the rajasuya please bless his endeavor so he is come as an emissary from yudhishthir now yudhishthir has come yudhishthir has sent narada saying that please tell krishna to come to my place so that tomorrow we can have this kind of a yagya which is the rajasuya yagya which is the highest kind of sacrifice that is done oh lord exalted demigods and glorious kings eager to see you are all will all come to the best of sacrifices so on the other side first one is the jarasandha's problem and the second one is the rajasuya yagya oh lord even outcasts are purified by hearing and chanting your glories and meditating upon you the absolute truth what then to speak of those who see and touch you my dear lord you are the symbol of everything auspicious so this is who is speaking these words narada is speaking these words your transcendental name and fame is spread like a canopy of all over the universe including the higher middle and the lower planetary systems the transcendental waters that washes your lotus feet is known in the higher planetary system as mandakini river so this is he is telling the whole world is bothered about worshiping you and from your feet comes this great river called mandakini this is the river in the himalayas in the lower planetary system as the bhogavati and in the earthly system as ganga so in different different regions there are different different things that flow from him 
the sacred transcendental water flows throughout the entire universe purifying wherever it goes Sukhdev Goswami said when his supporters the Yadavas objected to the proposal out of the eagerness to defeat Jarasandha Lord Keshava turned to his servant Uddhava and smilingly addressed him the final words so what happens over there now this one emissary on one side the other emissary is Narada on the other side and both of them are t- talking about different things so when this emissary who has come from the kings who are imprisoned by Jarasandha says those words everybody says no 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 we should not be doing this kind of a thing to Krishna including Uddhava so what the Lord says at that point in time the personality of God had said you are indeed our best I and the closest friend for you know perfectly the relative value of various kinds of counsel therefore please tell us what should be done in this situation we trust your judgment and shall do as you say so they all look up to now everybody in the assembly hall now there are two proposals one is to go to Delhi that is Indraprasth and the other one is to go and in Magadha and have a war over there with Jarasandha two things so they ask him what is the most important thing to be done whom are they asking they are asking the chief of all the Yadus over there which is supposed to be a person who is a leader over there who is that Uddhava so they ask him please tell us what the whole assembly is supposed to do how we are supposed to behave so we trust your judgments and shall do as you say so whatever you tell us we will do that Sukhdev Goswami continued thus requested by his master who though omniscient acted as a puppet Uddhava took his order upon his head and replied as follows now does Krishna need advice no but you see Krishna is behaving exactly in the protocol that is there he has to be as human as he can be so he behaves as humanly as possible he looks up to his his you know assistant and says can you please tell me what am I supposed to do now this sounds very strange isn't it Krishna you are the one who runs this whole world why do you need to ask somebody like Uddhava it's a very interesting question no the question is does he require to ask Uddhava but Krishna gives respect to every person whoever he might be respects that personality I am sure you have seen in this entire chapter the way he behaves with the people and the assembled people and in the morning what he does the ablutions that he does the way he behaves with his wife the way he behaves with his fellow men he is giving respect to everybody to all the brahmanas the people around him so he honors everybody this is the word to honor the person for the job that they are into so if there is a prime minister he will honor the prime minister if there is a assistant he will honor the assistant give him that much amount of credit so in our world we need to honor every person for what they are not treat them like you know I don't give a damn to you no don't treat a person like that if a person is there for a particular reason we need to honor that person got it and this is the end of the chapter so the next one is all about how the Lord travels to Indraprasth. So we shall stop over here. And yeah, we can stop. <laughs>